Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. This is The Fray Podcast, brought to you by TheFray.com, a place for women who want more from life. Today's podcast is a conversation with Mill Morgan. Welcome back. <laughs> Thank you. Someone sent me a message saying something about MM and I was like, who's MM? Mill Morgan. Mill Morgan. Where does Mill Morgan come from? Nobody knows. We don't know. We don't know. So Mallory and I are going to answer some questions that have been sent through via Instagram. We are also going to stop eating chocolate. We've been <laughs> nibbling on some bare self chocolate, which if you guys haven't heard of bare self, they're brilliant. They're a Byron-based company. This is the first time you've tried them. Yeah, I've never tried This them. is not an ad, by the no. way. This is just <laughs> this like... Is literally, I got it out of the cupboard. <laughs> we both have our periods. We've synced up. What day are you? Three. Oh, I'm day one. Oh. No, day two. Day oh, two. perfect. Look We're only a, a day apart. This is why we sent our dad bald very early in life. Like three <laughs> daughters and then mum, like all of us syncing up. It happens. <laughs> so anyway, Bare Self is like a chocolate subscription service you can get. And they send you chocolate that is really good for you when you have your period, when it's that time in your cycle. And I was just saying to Mallory, because I pulled out a block of the Rose Delight one. I was like, try this. It's really good. And it's like, it's good for you. Like it's not, yeah, there's nothing bad in it and it's low calorie and it's, it's really nice. I like it. It is good. And it's like an, a, a little block. Yeah. Thun, a thun block, isn't a thun it? A thun block, a thun lizzy block. <laughs> thun lizzy. Thun lizzy. <laughs> Before we get into answering questions, I wanted to ask you, and I think this could be an interesting topic for the pod, how do you feel about closure when it comes to ending a relationship? Do you have certain things that you do to get closure when you're ending a relationship? She's shaking her head. She keeps forgetting this is an audio. (laughs) No one can see you. (laughs) I rarely need closure. Once my mind's up, my mind is... But see, no, this, no. like, I, I, and I don't know if this is the Cancerian in me, but I can't fathom someone who can just be like, eh, I'm going to, like, drop that boom gate and move on because I need to process and analyze and ruminate and come up with, like, like I don't I even need- know what ruminate means, so there's none of that for me. <laughs> She's I, like, are you? <laughs> writing it down, taking a note. I, um, Siri, what does ruminate mean? <laughs> I don't need closure ever. But see, how? I don't know. I need to know what my lesson is. What have I learned? What am I taking from this? That's what I need. And I take from it. That's not the person for me. Onwards and upwards. (laughs) Onwards and upwards. Okay. Tinder premium, here we come. (laughs) Straight back into it. See, I, I think... I don't know. I feel like closure sometimes is something that people seek, but sometimes closure is something that you do have to give to yourself. And when I think what is closure, to me, 
I think sometimes people want closure in terms of they want the other person to understand their perspective. Yeah, but I think also if it comes, and this could be just my opinion, if it comes it to, to the I will. <laughs> if it comes to the point that the relationship is done and there's no salvaging it, the other person is never going to see your perspective, how you see it or how you want it to come across. I just for me I'm quite headstrong <laughs> in case you didn't know. But I um I I find that once I've made the decision to end a relationship what if that's decision's my... been made for you? Have uh, you had that? No. <laughs> Heartbreaker. <laughs> I am the breaky, not the breaker. <laughs> oh, wait. No, you're right the other breaker. Way around. I'm not the breaky. Um, I'm the breaky. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't, I, I don't really know how to answer that. I, I never need closure. I never, I always have enough closure within that, okay, it's not right for me. Yeah, because I think some people will want from the other person a validation and that's what I mean by I think sometimes people want the other person to see their perspective, validate and agree. Don't let anyone else validate you. She's literally like looking into the chocolate box for more. (laughs) She's such low investment in this closure conversation. Validate yourself, queen. Don't worry about the closure. You don't need it. Block and delete. I so disagree. Ghost and move on. I so disagree because I think... I was going to say in the community, but I think in culture, right? And this, Jessie Stevens spoke about this in her book, Heartsick, which is brilliant. But she spoke about how when we get married, there's a ceremony. When someone dies, there is a ceremony. There is the funeral. There's the wake. We have these traditions at the beginning and the ending of certain things in life. And the end of a relationship, oh. the end of a marriage is a big deal. And so, so very rarely do we get that closure of going like oh here's the milestone of wrapping it up why are you looking at me like that (laughs) I was just laughing I was gonna say I shouldn't be laughing but I'm gonna do a closure episode on my own yeah do it on your own because I don't care (laughs) I (laughs) am you know like you know whatever signify the end of something like a funeral or what else do you say She's yeah. such low investment yeah. in closure. A funeral, one you do, you do have a relationship funeral. Normally, it comes in the way of a Tinder rampage, a Tinder rampage, or a twenty-four hour bender with your friends. Um, that's that's you know that's like the closing ceremony. Is your closure when you get their name changed? Because <laughs> <laughs> Mallory has a habit. This is a pattern of hers. How many? Be honest. Be honest. She's not going to be honest. I can already tell by her face. <laughs> Be honest, though. How many male names have you had tattooed on you? Full names or signif- no full names? Oh, one full name. Okay, how many initials be truthful? Three. Four? Three. So one full name? Yeah. And then three, three initials? No, two initials. Okay. And then a wedding ring tattoo? Yeah. Okay. But that's universal. I could use that again. <laughs> So maybe your symbolism is getting them lasered off or changed. You haven't had them lasered off. You just get them adapted. I like them. I just keep adding to them. It's like the ghost of boyfriends past all over my body. Oh, okay. I like I'm it. It's a, a good, it's a good conversation. I'm going to do a closure. <laughs> it's a red flag. I'm going to do a closure episode on my own. We'll just get into the answering the questions. Okay, fine. Okay. What does Mel Morgan do for work? I work for a hairdressing company. And what do you do for them? I'm just in the. She's like, yeah. Yeah. a little, a little this, little, little of this, little of that. I'm just a bit of a floater. <laughs> God. Yeah. 
But you are a qualified hairdresser. I am, yeah, by trade. By trade. <laughs> trade. And what were your worst jobs? I think that's for both of us. Oh, I've only ever... Oh, I worked a big W when I was at high school. That was... That was a bore. I waitressed once and never went back. Never even went back to get my pay. Far too stressful <laughs> for me. <laughs> I can't be expected to do all of it. We're not hard workers. Um, how old were you both when you fell pregnant and was it intentional? I was 21. No, it wasn't intentional. It was a little surprise. Um, and then I was 26 when I had the twins. Question mark? Oh, I can't remember. My God, my life has been a blur since I've had the twins. Or I'm... And they were intentional. Well, one of them was intentional. (laughs) But yeah, you unplanned pregnancy first. Yeah, unplanned for Piper and then planned for one of the twins. I'm not sure which one. (laughs) Depends on the day. I fell pregnant unintentionally as well. So yeah, and I was 26, 27. I think you're 26, same as me. Yeah, I well, how I'm 34 now, but turning 35. Yeah, eight years ago, however old I was then. At what age did you start Botox, and what made you start? Oh, I think I was 27, and we have genetically quite quite a strong forehead in our oh, my, yeah like everyone that does my anti-wrinkle is like whoa yeah like strong frown four, yeah strong frown like dad had it and even mum's was like she's got a massive yeah yeah so I was 27 um when I got my forehead and then I only <laughs> I was 27 when I got a forehead <laughs> Carly has a five head I do have a high five head <laughs> I um and then I got my lips done Maybe a year and a bit ago for the first time. And they enter the room before you yeah. do. <laughs> I think I was the same age, 20. Oh, no. Yeah, it was after maybe. I can't remember whether it was before or after the boys that I had it. Mine was like a year after the twins. Yeah, and I just started with anti-wrinkle in my forehead and crow's feet. And, and it was progressed cl- to the rest of her body. <laughs> <laughs> and I, it's one of those things like I'm kind of glad I did it because I don't have any resting lines you know what I mean because yeah, I got it I, prob- any, yeah. I started doing it probably before I really needed to start do- no no one ever needs it but you know what I mean that's a whole other episode as well <laughs> which I'll do on my own because you have such low interest in exploring why you are the way you are don't you yeah yeah you, you <laughs> just, just accept I'm just reckless I'm just, I just do it <laughs> whereas I want to know and understand okay um when is the right time for pregnancy when you feel ready versus logically it's the right time so I think what this means is when is the right time if you feel like you're ready for a baby, like you really want to become a parent, but logically maybe it's not the right time? Should you wait? I don't think it's ever the right time. You just you just adapt. Your life adapts around the pregnancy. I think you could wait for the perfect time and it would never come. Yeah, I agree. I think like there would always be something that you could be in a better position for, whether it be you know emotionally or financially, that you could always be better before you had a not better but different before you had a pregnancy and had a child but I just yeah you could spend your whole life waiting waiting, for the perfect circumstances there's no perfect there's no perfect circumstances and everything's so different I would suggest anyone who is kind of on the fence with motherhood they check out Anne Davidman I've done an interview with her on the podcast and she is a motherhood mentor and she really helps people unpack whether or not they want to go ahead and have children. So that could be really helpful for you. But I echo Millmore's sentiments in saying there is never going to be the perfect time. And motherhood is such a, and parenthood is such 
a masterclass in surrendering to the fact that you have no control. Yeah, and plus, like, it's going to be what I will guess be. For me, like, you know, we planned to have a second child and then it was twins. And that's like wild. You don't, it's it just everything is so out of your yeah, control. Out of your control. That's the exact like, best way to put it. At what point in a new relationship is it acceptable to add the other person on socials? Straight, Straight away. away. Yeah. Yeah. No skeletons in this closet. Skeletors. <laughs> Were you too close growing up? Yeah, yeah but like, also there's four and a half years between us. Yeah. I just, that's a hard one. We're definitely closer as adults, but growing up we were. As, All as, of us were lumped together. Yeah. Yeah, you don't have a choice, really. But I think, I think with the dynamic of three children, it was often two verse one. Yeah. Always two verse one. Normally the older two verse me. <laughs> but you and our older sister were similar growing up. Yeah. And so I often felt left out because you two are very similar. Yeah. And I think now it's probably us against <laughs> not, not against, against, but we're definitely we closer. have more common ground. Yeah. yeah. Um, quality you admire most about each other. You go first. <laughs> <laughs> I think the quality that I admire the most is also the one that scares me the most is that you don't care about anyone else's opinions. And I admire that because I think I've spent a lot of my life people pleasing and worrying, you know, worrying if I'm doing the right thing, am I being good enough, all of those things. Whereas you have, like, I've never ever observed you to have that at all. No. You have always just marched to your own beat. And whether you're right or wrong, you will just forge forward and have so much conviction in what you're doing. But at the same time, you will walk it back the minute you change your mind and you seem to like not have any any problem being like, oh yeah, I'll just walk it back now. Like you walk it back as confidently as you walk it out in the first place. Oh. And I admire that. I love that. I think probably It scares me, but I admire it. Similarly, I... Similarly, that's similarly, not a word. Right? No. Similarly. Sim- similarly. <laughs> anyway, that... <laughs> you me Similarly? Up. Whatever. Sim- like what you've said previously, I think what I admire about you is probably just the opposite of me that you are so cautious in every decision you make like even in your in your parenting like for instance like you've kept the boys home from school this week because there's COVID which I'm very I'm a very considered very yeah absolutely and I admire that but I also admire like how how hard you work at everything like everything you do you you put 100% into it which I think is great but I love that you're cautious I think I don't understand it (laughs) but I think it's good for you and I think with that dynamic of you being a little more bold and a little more out there and me being probably a little more like not even a little like I am much more reserved than you in a lot of ways there have been times throughout our lives where despite me being the older sister, I feel like you've definitely stepped in and been protective of me and you've acted like the older sister at yeah, times. and same as, you know, you always kind of can bring me down when I'm like, oh, no, no, this is, you know, I kind of... <laughs> knock you down a peg. Yeah, knock, knock me down you know, a peg. Like, moves. you can. You can say, well, no, 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 this this isn't right. And I'll go, okay, I can look at it from your point of view. You never look at it from anyone's point of view. I did just previously in a conversation we had <laughs> off air... <laughs> Yes, you are maturing in that way sometimes. Thank you very much. Okay. 
<laughs> I don't know how to answer this one. I think we might have to skip it, but best slash worst sex you ever had. <laughs> you can't answer oh, that. I don't think we can answer that. <laughs> Teenage boyfriends. Speaking of tattoos before, <laughs> Mallory had her teenage boyfriend's name tattooed in the ugliest tattoo across her wrist. His name, Gavin. <laughs> With an A. Gavan forever. <laughs> Terrible. That one's gone. 16? Um, oh, no. Oh, 16? 17? Yeah, I don't no, know. No, you were a baby. Teenage boyfriends. He was a nice boy, though. Yeah. Well, Wasn't he? Yeah, he was lovely. I'm sure he still is. Um... Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. What do they want to know about teenage boyfriends? Maybe just, I don't know, teenage boyfriends question mark. I, who was your first boyfriend? Um, Ben, Ben Murphy. <laughs> don't go her full name. Yeah, why? He's she never goes half. I never go. I always, I have, a, I have a habit of, I always refer to people as their first and last names. Like yeah, always. On podcasts with millions um, of listens. I think fun. I was, yeah, 15 or something. Who was yours? B? Well, I was thinking about this when I saw this come through. My first, like, I had, like, my first kiss was late in life. Again, back to being reserved and considered and cautious. And I was, like, 14 when I had my first kiss. Who with? Vossi. Oh, um, <laughs> yes, I do remember him. So he was, like, my first boyfriend because I didn't really have boyfriends at my high school. I always had boyfriends outside of high school that were a bit older. I remember I had the boyfriend... I'm just going to mouth his name, when I was 15 and he was 21. Yeah. 15 and he was 21. Wild. And then, but when I think of... He's a short king. He's a short king. (laughs) But he was a cool king. Like, when I went to school in grade 8, everyone had, like, his name written on their diaries because he was in grade 12 and he was super hot and everyone loved him. He's probably up to my collarbones now (laughs) as a full-grown 40-year-old. But my first love... Yeah. Blair. We can, say his, we can say his name. He's a great guy. I see him sometimes at Asai Brothers. I reckon he's the – I'm so glad he was my first love. Yeah. I think he was – if I had a daughter and you could, like, handpick the best first boyfriend, it's him. Golden child, right? Yeah, absolutely. No, he's a great – and he still is a – Yeah, golden he's, human. He's still a great guy. I see him – we go to the same gym and stuff. I see him around all the time. Yeah, I was really lucky. Um, yeah, great guy. Yeah, two thumbs up. Great. Good job, Blake. Can't recommend him enough. <laughs> how, long, how long between first few dates and how much do you talk in between? Oh, look, this, this answer is going to be vastly different. It, d- it depends. I, um, like, if I'm going on a second date, I'm probably going to marry them. I, I often don't get past a first date. If I'm, mm-hmm. whereas Kylie's are probably better to answer that for how me. How long between first few dates and how much do you talk in between? For me, it typically, well, the distance between date one and date two is entirely dependent on where I'm sitting in my kid roster. So say I go. <laughs> dependent on a cycle. 
<laughs> so say I've got, because I've got three nights that are child-free. Say we have a date on night number one and then it lines up that we could have another date the next night or the night after that, then I'll have a date close There's together. There's no rules. Yeah, There's no just rules. whatever works for both parties. Yeah, but how much do you talk in between? Messages backwards and forth suit me. Like I'm, I'm happy to hear from them. I don't need endless phone calls. I don't need a running commentary like someone does. <laughs> you? I'm not sure who that would be. But, yeah, I think don't play games, don't overthink it. No, and I think it's just every circumstance is going to be different and it's personal and what you want might not be what someone else wants, but just make sure that the person you're dating is giving you what you need. Mm. What did you learn about yourself going through divorce? What did you learn about yourself going through divorce? She's like, got, you've gone like blank again. She, again, back to the closure. She's like, oh, no, I, don't I don't didn't learn anything. Nothing. I, I don't know. He wasn't, that, the, right yeah, he wasn't the right person for me. Mm. Whereas I feel like. Okay, oh, this get, is going to be like 45 TED minutes. Talk. And I'm hungry. <laughs> okay. I'm not going to go through everything I learned, <laughs> but I do feel like every relationship teaches you so much. And probably yeah. one of the biggest things I have learned in going through divorce is how much more resilient and how much smarter I actually am than I thought I was. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, and I also think learning to recognise past patterns, I didn't realise that I had gravitated so wholly and solely towards people that don't have emotional availability. Yeah, that okay, was a yeah, real that's, that's, eye a, good, that's for me. a good one that you learn. I um, I think I can relate to that too on a certain certain level. How do you girls navigate boundaries with your parents as adults? Oh. <laughs> that, that's a hard one for us. We um, And there are lots of questions like, why don't you talk about your mum? Are there mummy issues? Because we did that daddy issues episode. And we did record an episode where we got into it about maternal issues and things like that. But ultimately, I didn't feel safe releasing that episode because... I don't want to cause anyone stress. Yeah, I think it's... <laughs> tumbleweed it's, blows it's, through. It's a tumbleweed, but I think I'm comfortable to say... You okay there? <laughs> Bring up a lung. Comfortable to say. <laughs> Mummy issues. I am... Um, <laughs> as an adult, I'm going to speak on behalf of both of us if it's not right. It's not right, but Kylie and I... <laughs> She'll do it anyway. I'll do it anyway. Kylie and I don't have a relationship as adults with our with our mum. Not recently. We, we don't. Um, our dad, we don't really have to set boundaries. He sets them himself. <laughs> our dad's so funny. Yeah. Um, I, look, I think the only thing that I would say in a podcast in regards to mum is when I think of our childhood, I'm so grateful. We had a great childhood. I'm so grateful for the things that I have learned in terms of we definitely had a mum who would always, always defend us, always... Um, we had a very present, us. present mum. And a very young mum. And I think that becoming, and again, I don't want to speak on behalf of anyone, but this is the story I tell myself. Having three children super young in her life, becoming a mum at like 17, all of that stuff, I think she skipped growing up and decided to do that a bit later in life. Like kind of revert a bit. Yeah, I agree. I don't, I, I don't really have much to say as yet. Yeah, we can't talk about things that we can't talk about freely, I guess. But we have a great relationship with our dad. Yeah, he's emotionally devoid, but we have a great relationship (laughs) with him. (laughs) He takes our shit. (laughs) Okay, what else have we got? It's wild, wild how different you two are in some ways. What similarities do you share? 
like value wise or yeah well just similarities in general I mean obviously the most obvious similarity is we both have identical twins yeah we're both qualified hairdressers both divorced both divorced (laughs) um kicking goals over here I I don't think we're similar. I think we're we're quite yin and yang, but we just we work well together. Yeah, because like you would never again correct me if I'm wrong, but I can't imagine you being like, oh, I'm just going to sit down and read a book. Oh no, I have never read a book. We don't even know if she can read. I, I'm, I'm I'm not sure. <laughs> Whereas one of my favorite places to go is a bookshop. Like I genuinely like if I'm like oh I've got an hour to myself, I'm going to go to a bookshop. What <laughs> a dweeb. <laughs> I um I have a book that Kylie gave me ages ago and it's still sitting next to my bed. What book is it? Um Get My it Lovely back. Wife or something. Oh, I don't remember. Don't remember. Um yeah. I don't know. I think we have a, the same sense of humor. Yeah, we are. We we you, do we have both a, laugh yeah, till we, we do cry have together. A, a similar sense of humor. I don't. We get along well. We get along great. Like even out in the community as well as fuck <laughs> off. As well as at home. Fuck off. Okay, on a related note, how do you get to then move through a breakup when is done? I think for this person who's asking, I would recommend going and listening to the episode I did with Sabina Reed because we talk about ending relationships there. And she, Sabina is a psychologist and she specializes in this stuff. And one of the things she said was, you'll know that you're done when the thought of the unknown and leaving is less scary than the thought of staying. Yeah. I, that's hard because I think as, as a person, you, you know, you know when it's done and sometimes. I don't know. I don't know if you do. Mm. I would push back on that. I don't know if there's, I'm sure for some people there are like for you, who's just so like, yeah. I'm going to hit the eject button and out she goes, <laughs> rockets out of there. But I think for a lot of people, there's always that ambiguity and that question mark over, fuck, am I doing the right thing? Is this, especially if you've got kids. I was going to say, if you have kids, definitely. I um, I think you know yourself when things don't feel right. And I guess if you've explored avenues of trying to fix them, whether that be, you know, personally or through therapy or counselling or whatnot. But I'm going to say, you you know when you're done. You know when you're not in a point where you can fix it or salvage it or whatnot. That's my personal opinion. Um, And then move through. How do you move through a breakup? One foot in front of the other. Yeah. Yeah. What are some things that you do to get through a breakup? I... I always you bounce back real quick I bounce back quick but I always prioritize myself like for me I feel really good when I'm exercising and eating right so I make sure that's a priority um just looking after myself going I guess going out with my girlfriends and stuff um downloading tinder or whatever (laughs) a little bit of a little bit of serotonin on the side um but I I recover quickly. I'm not sure. She, I'm a gets, fast. she gets back in the streets really fast. Back in the streets? <laughs> you mean back in the sheets? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, no, I... Yeah, I, we're um, so different in that way because yeah. for me to move through a breakup... Like, Kylie will cry and make a cup oh, of tea and wear... How a, much did I cry at the start of last year through that breakup? I know. I had to come over and I had to, like... Hold me. Hold her and, like, I'm not good at that. She's, like, the least touchy person. <laughs> I had to oh, pat her so back. Sad. And remember, I said I'm I like, didn't know. All I could do was make cups of tea. I um, and we just watched Sex in the City. Yeah, I. 
everyone is so different. Like you, you definitely take a long, and that's, I think back to the closure, you take a long time and it's almost like you need the closure and I need to like understand and make sense of it. Whereas I'm like, okay, it wasn't for me. Yeah. I wonder if that's a star sign thing. I think it is because as a cancer, (laughs) do you you think so? All the things that you've been, you were sharing on your Instagram, like a few days that ago co-star astrology they're good. they are so they so are accurate. so accurate i mean i don't know much about accurate for you though yeah accurate yeah. for me like i don't know much about other people's star signs but they were accurate for me and i know they were accurate for you yeah i'm gonna pull pull it up now <laughs> see that's i i'm not super into astrology like i don't charge my crystals in the moon or anything like that no shade if people do i just i'm not that into it <laughs> But I do read these things on astrology for my star sign. I'm like, oh, spot on, like so accurate. And there are two star signs that I never want to get tangled up with ever again. Yeah, I feel that. Yeah. What star signs don't you want to get tangled up with? Tell me. Oh, you can't? I can't. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, here. This is on CoStar Astrology. Fell out of love because Sagittarius they see your need for reciprocity as dependency. Is that true? Yeah. Cancer, you weren't ready to exchange vows after the second date. (laughs) I guess I am definitely like a romantic, but back to what we're talking about, how to get over breakups. I like to try and understand and process. So I'll journal and I'll write letters and I need to make sense of it. And Mallory looks absolutely horrified at the thought of that. I don't do that. Okay. Has... Have your past or present partners ever caused conflict between you two and why? Have we ever had boyfriends that caused conflict with us? No. Have you liked my past partners? I didn't particularly love the one you married, but I liked Blair. I still like Blair. Um, (laughs) He's what? Like, how many years ago is that? My first boyfriend. Yeah, Blair. Like, I I was a baby. 16, 17? Almost 20 years ago. So you're saying you haven't liked a boyfriend (laughs) or someone I've dated in 20 years? Well, I mean, I just, I see him around still. I um, I see him around. Am I allowed to say the name of the other B one? You're still holding a candle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Brent. He he was nice. School teacher? Yeah, school teacher. Little little strange, but he was nice too. I don't don't know. There's (laughs) there's been no conflict. Like, we don't... Yeah, I've never not, like... I've never had a super close relationship with anyone that you've dated and no, that's something either. I would like. Like I would like that if if you're with someone that we could and if I was with someone like I'd, double dates and yeah, stuff yeah and I go away that, for Easter and have the families and together. I, I think now again that goes with But I also think your ex-husband's great in terms of a good dad. Yeah, great dad. Um I think that goes with the age thing too is now our age gap is not you know, a thing. It's, yeah, yeah it's not when, a thing at all. Cuz when yeah, when I'm 18 and you're 14 different things that you're up to yeah absolutely i remember i used to you and you and laura (laughs) curling your hair i was telling them in the bathroom i was telling the boys yesterday about laura because we got laura was like my high school best friend i think she lives in england now um i was telling the boys how like growing up i would go and have sleepovers at our nan's house which you now call gg but growing up we called her nan and then as I got older, I would still have sleepovers at Nan's, but it was because Laura and I would arrive at Nan's at like 11 p.m. Nan would be going to bed. We'd be having pre-drinks and getting dressed because Nan lived close to the valley. So to save on like cab fare, <laughs> we'd sleep over at Nan's and go out and then get home as she was getting up to start the day. But yeah, 
so there's no other boyfriends that you've no she's no. like she's a no I think I like this new uh potential dating one it's I, way too soon. Yeah, but I think I'm going to like him. I think we're going to be friends. Why do you think that? I don't know. But just think, I just, I have a good feeling. Okay. You did say to date someone different. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Well, that's pretty much all the questions that have come through. So I think we will wrap this episode up here. She's reaching for her huge, <laughs> her gigantic sneakers. They're size eight, which is a reasonable size for an adult. Yeah. Oh, completely. They just look massive. <laughs> but anyway, we appreciate you guys listening to this short episode. If you enjoyed it, please do take a screenshot, pop it up on your Instagram stories and tag us. You can tag me at Kylie Camps and you can tag Mill Morgan at... My Blontourage. And we will record another episode soon. We will, next week. Topic ideas? Ooh, I don't know. Do you have something that you might might want to talk about I next week? I feel like there could be something next week that we should chat about. It's not a pregnancy or something? It's just not a pregnancy. <laughs> I know that for sure. No, we started the episode by saying we've both got our periods. <laughs> we'll talk soon. Ta-ta. This is what I want. This is what I need. If you don't have to go, I can set you free. Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.